This is a very old elevator from a building near me from 1915. It's loud, but it's kind of fun. You ever been stuck in one? An elevator? I have, a couple of times. Once in New York, the other time at home. We're a little newer than 1915. We have A, B, C, D, and E. And elevator D is slower than all the others. And the lights in there are dimmer. And every time I get that one, I think, great. Thankfully, the fire station's a few blocks away. Most common fear is probably, can this thing fall? But they're probably pretty safe, right? So many of us take them every single day. Hit that button, because I've got questions. Welcome to the Elevator Show. I like things that we take for granted, but that have cool stories. So we're going to go through how these work. Can they fall? Can you climb out the top like you're in Die Hard? Also, you ever notice sometimes there's no button 13? We will take a detour into the number 13. But first, most places where I've lived, it has said Otis Elevators inside. So that's who I called. Sure. Otis Elevator is the world's largest and oldest elevator company. Chris Smith at Otis. He says they got started in 1853, but the idea, it goes way back. Elevators are thousands of years old, but typically you would move them just to move goods because they did not have a safety mechanism. And that was the invention that Elijah Graves Otis came up with in 1853. See how this is coming together? We have these guys to thank. The first elevators used water. You know, you pumped water into a, a cylinder and, and push it up. And then they also use cables and you'd put a counterweight on the other side, which is what we do today. So it's kind of like a seesaw. Picture that next time you're in one. One side goes up, the other goes down. It's easy enough, really. But let's get into the scary territory. What if something goes wrong? What if the cable snaps? A single cable can hold an elevator up. And typically there can be four to six to even more of these cables. Are we feeling better already? It's kind of like an airplane. You can lose an engine and still be fine. But for the sake of argument, let's say we are falling. When the elevator system detects that it's moving faster than it should. It will reach out and grab the rails. Think of a train, there's rails that an elevator rides on, so like a train rides on a rails, think of it a vertical, and it grabs the rails. To bring you to a safe yet screeching halt. That's how it saves us. There's the safety mechanism. Doesn't grip the cable, it grabs the walls. Unless, of course, there's an earthquake. The elevator will sense the movement of an earthquake, not set the safeties, actually will move the elevator to the closest landing and open the doors and let the passengers out. Why, you ask? Because if it did the safety thing, you need somebody to come and pry you out of there post-earthquake and you don't want to be hanging around all day. There's going to be plenty of people who need help from the mechanics and the fire departments. The buttons. People will be pressing those when they're in a hurry or honestly when they see someone coming and they want to be alone. Do those actually do anything? Hitting it four or five times does not do anything. Typically, we wait three seconds. So if you are in the elevator and, and within that three-second time period, you are hitting that door close button once or multiple times, it is not going to work. After the three seconds, then the elevator door button could work. But then again, maybe the building turned it off. Why the few seconds? Disabilities Act. More time for people who need some extra time to get on. So stop the mashing. If your boss is behind you and you just really don't want to explain to them why you don't have that report done, <laughs> uh, you can, they're gonna, probably going to be able to get on that. There's <laughs> no escape. I love that. How many, if you even know, or do people still ask for elevators without button number 13? Yeah. So, by the way, if you're in the market for an elevator 13 button, let us know because we have a surplus of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says this happens all the time. They just do what the architect or designer says, and a lot of the time, it is no 13. As superstitious as it ever was. 
Should we go up a few floors, take a detour here? I think we should, because I said we would. The number 13, where did this come from? The most popular, and I think the best theory, is that it's associated with the Last Supper, that there were 13 people at the table and Jesus was betrayed. And for a while, the idea was that you didn't want to have a group of 13 people. Stuart Vise, psychologist and author. Uh, eventually, it just became the number 13, sort of freed from the table. And Fridays, in terms of Friday the 13th, uh, Friday was always an unlucky day. It was Hangman's Day. So it's old, but he says it was really the late 19th, early 20th centuries when this kind of took off. And you must notice this like a lot. Yeah, especially with the elevators. I have a hobby of taking pictures of the panels uh, and people look at me like, what is he doing there? You know? <laughs> It's extremely prevalent. A survey done in New York City by a realtor company found that of the buildings that could have a 13th floor, 80% of them did not. Mine does. Does yours? Is it a hotel-driven thing? Yeah. Hotels, but it's not just hotels, because when you build a tall building, and the, and by definition, this is a fairly tall building, you know, you need to rent out the space, and it's just not is easy to uh, to rent, or at least that's the perception. So they just avoid it. And is this just us, or are there other unlucky numbers in other places? There are other unlucky numbers. That in Asia, in particular, uh, four is unlucky because it, because of a sound. It's sort of a homonym for the word that sounds like death. And, and the number eight is lucky in Asia because, again, in Chinese, the the uh, it sounds like prosperity or something like that. And the 13 thing is also spread on Wikipedia. There's a picture of an elevator panel that I think is in Hong Kong that is missing several numbers that have fours in them, like four and 14. And it's also missing 13. So it's quite a jumbled elevator. I don't know what <laughs> building it's in, but they're not taking any chances. Back to Chris now, and this one's a must, previously mentioned, die hard, I'm trying to save the day. Can I climb out the top? Actually, you uh, cannot. That's our shortest answer of the show. Some don't even have the hatches. If yours does and you try, you're going to shut the whole thing down and then you're going to be stuck. So let's talk about getting stuck. The safest place to be is actually inside that elevator. Now, that does seem like something the elevator people would say, but hear him out. There's plenty of air. That's a typical question we get as well. Is there enough air in the elevator? Yes, because you remember you're in that shaft or that hoistway and there's plenty of air. And that's really good news for those of us who have been stuck in that tiny box, especially when you're with other people, because it is small and it may bounce a bit when it stops and it's just not fun. Oh, yes, it, it is a traumatic experience. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah, I think it's the claustrophobia. It's the unknown. So what do we do, podcast friends? We hit the little button with the phone. Yes, every elevator in the United States requires to have communication outside of the elevator. Um, and actually we've come out, we're coming out with a system where you can actually video see someone. Oh, that's so uh, much better. Where you will, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what we hear all the time. If I could see somebody and by having someone that you can see on the other end, that is creates so much more comfort. It's very popular in Europe and will be coming to the US soon. And you heard it here first. Couple more things. Uh, Otis Elevators, they say they move two billion people a day. That's just Otis, and that's a lot. And there's no rivalry with the Escalator people, because they make those too. Thanks for listening. Send me questions. I've got questions at odyssey.com. We like the emails. I'm working on some of those. And rate and review. If you got the time, we will talk next Thursday.